to start things. I know. What am I supposed to be like? Hey, sup? So, it's Casey, Laura. Yeah. This is a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I'll get... Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some... I mean, sometimes when Seth is in here and we're just kind of having a conversation... Dicking and just Yeah, dicking around. It just kind of goes into it without us having to do that. But... No. That's not the case right now. Mm-mm. So, Which I had to tell him to turn the, or ask him, yeah, to turn the TV off because it was loud in the living room. Um, Laura and I just finished trying out being <laughs> sports broadcasters, <laughs> and I don't think we have a future in it. No. But it was fun. We were watching the college football playoffs national championship game, yeah. and we got to watch Alabama get smashed. Stopped. Yes. Smashed. Completely. Eviscerated. Yes. What, 44-16? Yes. And Clemson just ran over them. Yeah. And look, I'm not a fan of Clemson. No. But I'm really not a fan of Alabama. I'm a fan right. of anyone that's not Alabama. Yeah. Temporary And fan. it gave us this idea that maybe occasionally on the Patreon, we should just put up something that's not about funerals. Yeah. So maybe we'll put that on our Patreon page just so if In you case subscribe, you want to see it. Just occasionally hear things, hear us talk about things that aren't about death and dying. Just because w- there is a lot other that we about not yeah. death dying that we talk about we actually have a whole other life outside of <laughs> death and dying life outside of death <laughs> so, hmm. and yeah, football basically. is one of the interests that we share so oh, football's huge yeah yeah so that was just kind of a spontaneous spur of the moment I'm moment dancing. i'm over yeah. here just dancing getting it because it's been a really hard football into season. football season mm-hmm. it's been really good football season for the most part we've mm-hmm. had those games that weren't great more wins than losses a lot more yeah um but it, it ended for both of my teams pretty tragically and yeah i mean maybe that's a little yeah. an overstatement but heartbreakingly yes and um yeah so it's good to see you're like i feel like voldemort was just taken down <laughs> you know what i mean yes. like the battle at the end of harry yeah, potter yeah. yeah so anyway um with that, we are here today, and this doesn't happen often, <laughs> but I, Casey, mm-hmm. am going to be doing a research topic. Yay! And Laura, I, Laura, get to just sit here and relax and respond. Contribute here and there. Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah. I hope that, I feel like she'll be better. I'm I'm usually like a contributor that asks questions that don't. <laughs> We're like, what's the weather? Like, what kind of wood grows in Alaska? Like, yeah. What trees are in Alaska? I try really hard to predict where Casey's (laughs) mind might go. And so with dates and things like that, when I'm not on top of it, I have no one to blame but myself. Because I know she's going to ask. And so when I don't include that information, I just think you should have you should have foreseen that coming laura <laughs> that that's all on you but when i ask about the foliage of alaska <laughs> but how can i possibly predict that shit true so or the population of alaska i mean that's i guess yeah that that's reasonable but yeah. not pertinent to funerals necessarily all so the are time. you going to um try to ask questions that'll fuck me up no oh okay yeah i don't try well you know i'm a, a terrible asker of questions Oh, like my mom has always said this about, well, she doesn't say I'm a terrible asker of questions. She's like, God, you're awful. But just when people, something about something's life. Yeah. I never ask the right questions. I always ask the weird off the wall ones or the like nothing basic. Like if someone's pregnant, I never think to ask like, oh, when's your due date? Or (laughs) what's the sex of the child? Yeah. Yeah. It'll always be something really off the wall and personal to that specific Were person you an only child? or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah something that goes deep into their psychological are your parents alive <laughs> yeah like yeah, yeah. exactly have Makes you thought sense. about how having not how not having parents is going to influence the life of your child that you're carrying or you know just some, yeah. something really off yeah and weird. they're just like 
no <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> why you're gonna be my god yeah mother to but, my daughter. <laughs> but i'm just not good at asking the obvious questions well so, so here we go today mm-hmm. i am going to be research well i've already researched i'm going to be talking about what happens when serial killers die oh i'm going to try to appeal to our true crime lovers out there there you go as you know we are Yes. Big true crime lovers. Yes. Which is, I think you'll enjoy it because while I know a little bit about um, most of these people I've I've researched, I don't know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling you probably do. Okay. So let's, you want to just dive right in? Yeah, go okay. for it. So what happens when serial killers die? Yeah. Okay. So from what I found out, most of them don't have a ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, no flowers. And most have hardly, if any mourners attend their funerals um oftentimes their brains are stored to be studied and researched to see if there is any link neurologically to cause them to be sadistic murderous people now are you are you talking about people who have been uh executed specifically nope okay i mean because not everyone was executed okay. in my list. Okay. Um, but are you asking about their the ones whose brains? Yeah. So is that something they do with people after? No, because been executed? I mean, from what from the research I've seen, the families still have a say in what okay. happens to the bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I guess because they're victims too. Yeah. You know. Okay. So let's talk about some of these notorious serial killers and okay. what's happened to them. All right. So we're gonna start off with. Ted Bundy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That was my first. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you tell me what you know about Ted Bundy? I actually know a lot about Ted Bundy. I did a report. I dated him. I did a, <laughs> I did a report on Ted Bundy in my really? gifted class. Yeah. <laughs> when we um we were tired of doing the same old shit with research topic after yeah. research topic. So my other best friend, Crystal, and I convinced our gifted teacher to let us do something do a research topic on something we were interested in and so everybody in our gifted class got to pick a serial killer and so they were like you're weird i think most people were pretty cool with it yeah. just to do something different but i had ted bundy okay yeah and so what do you know about him well i won't go well ted bundy was born in <laughs> <laughs> you know well not too much i know that his favorite color <laughs> so great guy yeah, so he's, I mean, basically started off, his crime spree kind of started. I've also, you know, Anne Roll, I've read Anne Roll. So crime spree started because he, he was into this girl that rejected him, and then his victims that he picked from there on out were women with straight hair that started. So he was the, one of the original incels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, the place where he buried the bodies, he went and had sex with the corpses until Mm. they were basically rotted and he couldn't do that any longer and ended up in Florida. He escaped from prison a couple of times. Yeah. So I know a lot about he Like, wasn't his whole thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, he was one that was like super attractive and... Yeah, I mean, he's known for being attractive and extremely And he he kept like a personal life that people, when he was caught, they were like, whoa. Yeah. Ted did this. Yeah. I mean, him and Ann Rule were very good friends. And she was doing research about this man that was killing people people and didn't realize it was someone she was But because with. she had brunette hair. Blonde. Bl- she oh, blonde. she had blonde hair. Yeah. And wasn't his typical victim. Yeah. And I mean, he had girlfriends. Yeah. Throughout. Were they blonde? Throughout his crime or, spree. Were they I'm not brunette? sure. I think some of them were. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were blonde. But yeah, his... T- so his typical victim was brunette. Brunettes with their hair parted down the w- middle. It was the seventies. Yeah. So, in fact, my um, when he went on his crime spree in Tallahassee, my mom would have been in school in Valdosta and would have been just oh god, right outside, perfectly, yeah, <laughs> like totally his type, like a perfect victim. Yeah. So yeah, he he raped and murdered. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Raped, kidnapped, raped, murdered. Yeah. What you know anything about his how he murdered them? I don't really huh. know much about... I mean, I'm sure I've heard it, but that's not sticking in my mind yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay, but the whole thing was that he was, like, super personable and yeah. attractive. Yeah. And you would... You'd never th- think it. Yeah. All right. So, um, so anyway, Ted Bundy was executed in 1989 for multiple murders, mm-hmm. but he may have had the last laugh. Mm-hmm. You know anything mm-hmm. about what happened to him after he died? 
No, no? go for it. Okay, cool. So Bundy confessed to more than 30 murders, mm-hmm. and he had requested that his ashes be scattered in the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. Right? Mm-hmm. Just, you think, normal, just cremate him. And, yeah. Well, it turns out later that this place was a place of disturbing significance for him because mm-hmm. despite having received three death sentences in two separate trials, Bundy ultimately got his dying wish after he was executed in the electric chair in Florida. His body was cremated, and in compliance with his will, his ashes were scattered in the Cascade Mountains where at least four, his, four of his victims were later found. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, what a day. I know, Like, man. he's still going to try to haunt them after yeah. his death. That's so, so psychotic. So, like, he probably, like, the if that's true, which I'm sure it is what you were talking about, about going back to the yeah. site and doing it, like, he wanted to go back one more time and fuck them. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. Or at least the families. That's so insane. He a dick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know anything about Ian Brady? Ian Brady. No, that one doesn't ring a bell. He was a British serial killer. Okay. Um, So, he was known um, as the Moore's murderer. Okay. So, he and his girlfriend, Mira Henley, tortured and murdered five children. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the 1960s in a killing mm-hmm. spree that really fucking shook Britain. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. So, he died of natural causes at 79 yeah at ashworth high security hospital in merseyside mm-hmm. this was pretty recent um he died without revealing the whereabouts of the body of keith bennett a 12 year old boy from Longsight in manchester um it's a high court judge ruled that brady's remains should be disposed of with no music and no ceremony hmm. court documents revealed that brady's body was collected from the mortuary at Ro- uh, royal liverpool hospital by a Tameside council official on October 25th under police escort. Uh, they took his corpse to a crematorium where the cremation began at 10 o'clock and was finalized without ceremony. Just a few hours later, around 2.30 that night, his ashes were placed in weighted biodegradable in a weighted biodegradable urn driven to the Liverpool Marina and dispatched at sea in the dark of night. Um, this came after a senior judge ordered that responsibility for supervising the disposal of Brady's body be taken out of the hands of his solicitor and executor of his will and placed with Tameside counsel. Uh, The judge ruled that there would be no funeral, you know, and no music played during the disposal of the body, which was rejecting the wishes, you know. Yeah, I didn't even, I mean, I've never thought about that, that they can do that. The, The judge can order, you can't. You know, no, yeah. nothing at this funeral. So and, and you know, I wonder if it's the same in America. Yeah. You know, I am curious because a couple of them that I found where they this happened to them. Mm-hmm. It was it was all it was Scotland. And, and yeah. Brit- yeah. Um, it says, let's see, um, in a joint statement responding to the news that Brady's body had been disposed of Tameside. And, oh, OK. Oldham. But that was. I always say Odom because that was the mm-hmm. maiden name before my, <laughs> like my mom was an Odom yeah. and it was Oldham before yeah. they just spelled it wrong when yeah. we migrated to <laughs> America. Um, the council said, we are pleased that this matter is now concluded and we are grateful for the support and professionalism shown to ensure Ian Stewart Brady's body and his remains were disposed of um, at sea in a manner compatible with the public interest in those of the victim's relatives. Wow. After his girlfriend's death in 2002, authorities arranged for a firm some for a firm somewhere in the north to make arrangements for the burial. After 20 local funeral directors refused, hmm. so yeah. Um, and this kind of I go into two more serial killers because they had the same sort of disposal. Yeah, like just okay. toss them to sea. Right, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> eat so, by sh- eat by sharks. Yeah, like who cares? <laughs> I think that well, I think they're all cremated, but like they just become <laughs> <Yeah>. shark dust. <laughs> like, just, you know, poor sharks. Um, and I don't. How would you say the last name N I L S E N Nielsen? Yeah, Nielsen. N I L S E N. Yeah, yeah, Nielsen. Yeah, Nielsen. Just nil. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, Dennis Nielsen and Robert Black. You know anything about them? They're not together. They weren't like co-conspirator. Robert Black sounds vaguely familiar, okay. but I don't think I know anything about okay. someone Nielsen. That okay, I'm familiar. I I didn't either until mm. I researched this. Um, Dennis Nielsen murdered at least twelve young men 
in now, London. Okay, this this is all UK. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought I don't know if there's like some significance between those and the mm-hmm. uh, discarding of the ashes at sea. Yeah. Um, but he killed twelve young men between 1970 and 1980, or like during the 1970s and 1980s. At least that's what he was convicted of. Yeah. Probably more. Not how it always goes. <laughs> um, he was serving a life sentence, uh, but he died in a hospital. Uh, from col- complications following abdominal surgery. He began his killing spree in 1970s in London. He would lure victims to his flat where he killed and dismembered them. Oh, God. Get this. This is according to the Sunday Post. Um, he was caught when he complained about the drains being blocked where he had attempted to dispose of the bodies of those he had killed and sexually abused after death. Holy shit. Idiot. Yeah. So then he was jailed in 1983 for at least 25 years. Wow. Yeah. But then he died in prison. So. Yeah, so. Um, so this is what kind of fucked up. Like, the reason it was a story is because it came out later that the Ministry of Justice had put 3,300 pounds towards the cost of the cremation after the Scots-born killer died in May of, I think it was 2017, I want to say. I'll have to go. Oh, so whatever. this is recent. Yeah. Okay. Um, a spokesman for the Ministry of Justice said Mr. Nilsson was cremated and his ashes have been placed have been passed to the next of kin. He said a contribution had also been made to Nilsson's funeral expenses in line with standard policy. Quote, policy states prisons must offer to pay a contribution towards reasonable funeral expenses. HMP Full Sutton contributed a total of yeah. 3,223 pounds. Unquote. The secrecy over the funeral arrangement for Nielsen, a prisoner at Full Sutton Jail, blah, 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 follows controversy over the disposal of Moore's murderer and Brady's remains. Wow. So it's kind of tied huh. in together. Yeah. So it talks about that a little bit. And then there's a similar story with Robert Black, who was a pedophile that murdered at least six children. Oh, God. Yeah. He died in prison in 2016 at the age of 68. His uh, he was cremated and his ashes were dumped in the sea when his family refused to accept his ashes. I don't blame him. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't, I don't want, want that them. shit. I don't, no. I don't want his ashes haunting my house. No. Bye. <laughs> Boy. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving right along. Like he doesn't even deserve to be, to be put at sea. No. Like that's, like just, that's too nice. Yeah. Like what is the worst thing you could do with someone's ashes? Sell them to Goodwill or like donate them to Goodwill. No, oh, because yeah, then somebody then else ends up with them. And- yeah. Someone might just think this is a nice va- like vase. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just throw it in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Just like cremate yeah. it and then just chunk it in the trash can. Yeah. See, like that would be one of those. <sighs> yeah. I wouldn't even want to waste the time cremating him. <laughs> like, just put him on the roadside. <laughs> like, throw his body in the dump. Yeah. And let it be eaten by vultures. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least give some, get something out yeah, of his Yeah, so life. at least... Like, his, yeah, yeah, exactly. At least then the vultures are fed. Yeah. I, I guess I kind of understand, like, getting just rid of that energy. Yeah. But also... Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Okay. So, next. Yeah. I feel like you might know a thing or two about this guy. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, a little... What do you know? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, he was kind of eccentric at school. He'd like to dissect, or he liked to like, soak things in formaldehyde. <laughs> like, you're like, I know a little bit. And you're talking about bit. his, like, high school days. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he started murdering right after high school. Oh, so right. you know him a little bit? Right after graduation. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. God. So, what, what was his, what were his murders like? His murders, um, I mean, he was a cannibal. That's right. Yeah, so that's the big thing was that he was a I cannibal. I mean, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Think he picked up a lot of hitchhikers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that was, I'm pretty sure his first victim was a hitchhiker. And, I mean, yeah, he's he's mainly known for cannibalism. That's the big Jeffrey Dahmer I wanted, thing. I thought I had, oh, he, he confessed to 17 murders. Okay. Many of which included the rape and dismemberment of his victims. Yes. Hmm. Which started with, you know, cutting up animals and shit. Yeah. Well, that's not a theme. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Dahmer was serving 15 consecutive life sentences when an inmate beat him to death in a Wisconsin prison in 1994. So I was just like going along with this research. Yeah. And then I found an article uh-huh. and it it was titled, 
Inmate who killed Jeffrey Dahmer reveals why he murdered the serial killer. Whoa. Yeah. This is from Chicago's very own WGN9. Um, the inmate who fatally beat serial killer and sex offender Jeffrey Dahmer in prison in the early 1990s uh, has revealed his reasons for doing so in a new interview. Mm-hmm. This was uh, April 29, 2015. Mm-hmm. Christopher Scarver, who was incarcerated at the same Portage, Wisconsin prison as Dahmer back in 1994, recently divulged the details of his killing to the New York Post. He said, Some people who are in prison are repentant, but he was not one of them. He told the Post recounting details of Dahmer's brutal and unapologetic taunts to other inmates. Ugh. Scarver said in the interview, Dahmer used to fashion limbs out of the prison food, applying ketchup on places to represent blood. Though they were taunts, the actions represented a more chilling reality. Dahmer was arrested in 1991 after police found human remains and decomposing bodies in his apartment. Mm. Dahmer later confessed to 17 murders, many of which included the rape and dismemberment of the victims. In 1992, Dahmer was sentenced to 15 life terms in prison after a court rejected his insanity defense. Despite Dahmer's past, Scarver told the Post the killer initially left no impression on him. Wow. I never interacted with him, he told the Post. He would watch from afar, avoiding contact due to Dahmer's friction with other inmates. That was until November 28, 1994. Dahmer, 34 at the time, and another inmate, 34. God, he was so young. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Dahmer, 34 at the time, and another inmate were tasked to clean the bathrooms, unshackled and unattended. Scarver, then 25, and himself a convicted murderer, was with them. He told the Post he'd kept a newspaper clipping that detailed Dahmer's killings. He found his fellow inmate to have, to have a lust for flesh and was disgusted with the details of his actions. Scarver told the Post he'd gone to retrieve a mop when he felt someone poke his back. When he turned around, he saw Dahmer and the other inmate laughing under their breath. I looked right into their eyes and I couldn't tell which had done it, he told the Post. But after the three men split up, Scarver Scarver decided to follow Dahmer to the locker room. He told the Post he confronted Dahmer with the news article asking the killer if he'd really done the things described in the story. When Dahmer tried to escape, Scarver then took a metal bar and swung it at his head, crushing Dahmer's skull. Fuck, man. <laughs> Dude. Right? Like, shit. <laughs> Scarver then found the other inmate, Jesse Anderson, and did pretty much the same thing. Now, did it say what Jesse Anderson was in there for? Like, what the others were uh, in there for? I don't know, but I imagine it must... I mean, if they're must, in the same security yeah, level, so it's got to be pretty, some sort of pretty very rough. violent crime yeah. that probably ended in murder. Right. Um, like, the ones that were befriending Dahmer? Like, not not great guys. Like, <laughs> for real? Yeah, okay. not a place... Not someone you want to clean a bathroom with. No. Not a fun place to hang out with. Of course, also, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah, But I still guess so. didn't work out too yeah. well for him. But Blah. no. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Scarver told the New York Post he believes the prison officials left them all alone on purpose, knowing he hated Dahmer and wanted him dead. Mm. They had something to do with what took place. Yes, he told the Post. After the murders, he pleaded insanity, but later changed it to no contest in exchange for a transfer to a federal penitentiary. According to the New York Post, Scarver was then sentenced to two life terms on top of the one he was already serving at the time. Scarver had been sentenced in 1990 for the murder of his former boss during a robbery. The Post notes, he's currently incarcerated at Centennial Correctional Facility in Canton City, Colorado. Scarver now spends some of his time writing poetry for his website. <laughs> well. I got to see what this poetry is like. <laughs> well, next. Oh, no. Oh, I thought it was like, oh, it's gone. Oh, it's no longer there. Damn. I was like, I got to, I just got to follow his link. That's Dude. a link I need to follow. <laughs> I need to read this poetry. <laughs> I know. I want this Damn it. Okay. So Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Dahmer was cremated in 1995 and his brain was temporarily held in formaldehyde while his parents argued about donating it to science. His mother wanted scientists to study his brain in hopes of finding... Oh, his mom was knucking foots, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. His mother wanted scientists to study his brain knucking foots. That's funny. Yeah. His, okay. Wanted, his, uh, wanted scientists to study his brain in hopes of finding out if there were any biological factors that contributed to the monster he became. Mm-hmm. His father wished to have his brain cremated along with the body, which was ultimately Dahmer's wish. Um, after a long legal battle, the judge... Well, it doesn't actually say if it was long or not, but it's a legal battle, so I'm sure it was long. Yeah. 
After a legal battle, the judge ordered his... A really short legal battle. Just It was just a tiny little battle. You know, it's it probably really cheap. Because <laughs> those things always are. <laughs> the judge ordered his brain be cremated and the ashes split between his parents. So to me, I'm just like, why would a judge order that? Maybe because she was it. fucking nuts. I mean, who knows where where that took them. What kind of roller coaster ride they went on for that. Yeah, so his mother, Joyce Flint, Mm-hmm. had told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel following her son's cremation that Jeff always said that if he could be of any help, he wanted to do whatever he could. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> right? Like, legit? Legit. Oh. What, bitch? Oh, my God. Okay, so the next one is my, like... You know how... What? Before we... I just was imagining... Sure. Okay, you're the parents... Of someone who is the serial killer, you not like, what do you do with the body? Like, it's you, still your child. And you want, like, you, I mean, you, uh, I, I don't, I'd like, that's the thing that, like, I can't even imagine. I know. Like, it just, uh, yeah. The fuck? I mean, she's a crazy mother, but she's still a mother who, yeah. all intents and purposes, loved her child and just in ge- in generalities, biologically, like, like you gave you know birth. that your son, you like also created a monster in some way, so yeah. you feel like you like oh a responsibility like you are somehow responsible yeah. for it so you d- i don't know and then there are those people that are just like nope no evidence in the world will ever convince me that my oh, yeah. son did this and you have to think that's got to be self-preservation on some level like if i if i'm forced to believe that i raised someone who did this who did these awful heinous crimes i will jump off a building so what about do you know about his mom she was just kind of crazy and his parents got divorced while he was in high school and just kind of volatile and so volatile and smothering oh one of those like mommy yeah like um elvis syndromes kind of yeah yeah ew Ew. (sighs) well like i hate you now kiss me on the lips kind of crazy yeah you know and then i get i guess i was planning to talk a little bit about that down the line but the um like you'll know who I'm referring to when I get to it Mm -hmm. but the parents of these people that commit heinous crimes like Mm -hmm. we I think we've discussed it before not on on air not on podcasts but there's almost always this association with the parents like what the fuck did the parents do how did they not know yeah and it's like this like they're victims too right you know in a lot of cases yeah unless they're you know complicit or whatever um, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. So like, or, or they're aware that this is going on and they're, you know, yeah. whatever. But a lot of times like they live the rest of their lives in complete shame. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Or awful. denial or, or something denial. or just, I mean, their lives are rocked. Yeah. Are ruined. Yeah. They're ruined. And everyone knows who the, like they'll. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like the victims, the murder victims, families are always, you know, just. Not always, but more, more times than not are like... I mean, and it's... I mean, it, it can't be easy knowing that your child killed anyone. You know, the so your kid a shot... Dog. Your kid shot uh, his boss during a stick-up. That sucks. You... But your son dismembered people. And he ate, ate them. them. Raped and ate them. <sighs> like, tortured people. How... Yeah. It's not like a crime. Like, not that that's okay. It's not like a crime of passion or a... Um, or shit went wrong. Yeah. Or... Or I even, or even I went and... Or just a basic killing. Just yeah, like just, shot. I, just I'm a serial killer who shoots and kills people. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying that that's better. No. I'm not saying that's better at all. But dismemberment. Yeah. That and eat. I mean, what you have to go There's, back and I mean, I'm not saying that the parents are to blame, but as a parent, I can only imagine that you just blame yourself for that shit. For you either blame yourself for the rest of your life or you just completely deny it that yeah. it never happened. Yeah. And Ugh. like, what? <laughs> how? Like, I like, can't even imagine. How do you grieve something like that? That is a, a very interesting. Oh, God, I would. <laughs> there, I, there are parents that again I'm gonna say it when we get to the people yeah that but that like I've read about the parents for a while mm-hmm. and I would I don't know I don't know that I would 
love to have them on the podcast, but I would, I think I would because I would like to get their side of the story. I would, yeah, definitely love for someone to write in something. Yeah, because it's, I don't know. You'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So this, the next one, he is the, you know how I feel like people have that like one serial, like true crime people have that Mm -hmm. one serial killer that like they don't want to watch movies about. They Mm -hmm. like, it's just, I mean, for a lot of people it's the toy box killer oh god but like and and like i don't i'm not like a fucking fan of his or i'm not a fan of any of these serial no. killers but like i'm not like intrigued like i don't want to fucking think about him yeah but there this one is the one that like i remember when some discoveries happened when i was in like elementary school i remember listening like morning radio show and the news had just broke and i mm-hmm. was like who is this guy I looked him up and then i was like just Tor- like he torments me mm-hmm. he's the scariest serial killer i think there ever was you want to take a, de- a guess mm-hmm. just go for it john wayne gacy oh well, john wayne gacy yeah. jr oh my god yeah he is to me there's so many first of all he just looks like a creep yeah he was a he dressed up as a fucking clown have you ever listened to the Stephen steven song oh yes it's so creepy. Oh my gosh. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. It is the best creepy in like, oh my gosh. But like, it's, it's, it's oh. yeah, but I understand. He like just, he icks on every part of your body. Well, like, and I just feel like you, do, how do you see him and even think that your child, I don't know, like, like, even, like, if you were just, like, worked at a bank with him, I don't even know where yeah. he worked, but, like, I would just see him and be like, and, but then I'd feel like an asshole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, um, everyone, I feel like everyone knows what he did. Yeah. But just in case they don't, he was a serial killer and rapist who sexually assaulted, tortured, and murdered at least 33 teenage boys and young men between 1972 and 1978. So, that is only... Four or six, four years, six years, yeah, where he murdered 33 people. God. All of Gacy's known murders were committed inside his Norwood Park ranch house, and he had like all family, yeah, he had his own family. And it was a thing, it was in the basement, yeah. His victims are typically induced to his address by force or deception, and all but one of his victims were murdered by either asphyxiation or strangulation mm-hmm. with a makeshift tourniquet. His first victim was stabbed to death, he buried. 26 of his victims in the crawl space of his home three other victims were buried elsewhere on his property while the bodies of his last four known victims were discarded in the dead plains river Mm. Um, he was sentenced to death on march 30th 1980 for 12 of those killings he spent 14 years on death row before he was executed by lethal injection on may 10th 1994 okay what i thought you'd said that he was convicted like when you were a child or something no 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 no. he there was like discovery so oh okay i got you i got you when you asked me who you could be thinking about that he was who went through my mind because he is just the fucking creepiest Creepiest. but i went no that would have been before casey was born no yeah anyway like way before so i got you but i want to say it was like late 90s Mm -hmm. and they were selling his home and they yeah. um or not selling they were selling his home or something but they are tearing it down have you seen the map oh no they have a map there's a map of like where the bodies were in the home it's yeah. so just like spine chilling okay yeah that's disgusting yeah so <laughs> i'm like googling it now but when um i was in high school i forget what it was exactly that uh they were doing but they were digging or they were tearing down or mm-hmm. like basically just like getting rid of it yeah but they were digging through the yard and they were just finding still pieces of like skull and like hair oh, still God. this many years later <gasps> like in the yard oh and i remember hearing this on like like my morning radio show that like i'd listen to like you can't even build a house on that no that that is that is one of those things that like it's gonna be the poltergeist like it's gonna be the yeah. next movie of trying to find this like seriously i'm not even kidding like hire shaman to come and bless the ground what oh god your eyes just got so huge because i'm looking they have like pictures of the like the like the graves like crime Mm. scene photos yeah and this is like see this would be 
Um, yeah, they like were digging under the home even like years later. That's what I, that was a very recent picture. Um, but when I'm looking at these pictures of like the layout of the neighborhood, it is baffling to me because the houses are so close to each other. Yeah. Like how did no one see anything or like, <sighs> oh, new home starts taking shape where Gacy's house once stood. Why? There's no way. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No amount of money could convince me to. I'm going to quit looking at this shit. It's going to kill me. <laughs> no amount of money could convince me to build a home on that lot. Mm-mm. You could give it to me for free and offer me a free home. I still mm-mm. don't want it. Nope. Nope. I put a prison there. I don't want it. I, yeah, that's terrible. Ugh. Yeah, so he became known as the killer clown because mm. of his charitable services at fundraising events, parades, and children's parties where he would dress as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown, characters he had devised. Ugh. Ugh. If clowns weren't creepy enough. That's my thing. Like, I feel like before him, clowns were, like, creepy, but they weren't... They got they get a fucking bad rap now. Yeah. Because of... I want to know how he was caught. He had got one of his employees, who was, like, an 18-year-old boy, to physically assault someone like this boy mm-hmm. um from testifying against him at like a trial for sodomy mm-hmm. and he promised money and everything and he lured the boy to a park um he sprayed mace that gacy had given him into the eyes beat him all while shouting that he was not to testify against gacy at his upcoming trial he managed to escape and immediately reported this out to police, identified his attacker. He was arrested. Um, he Then he confessed. He was, Gacy was arrested and charged in relation to that. And then Gacy was ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation at the Psychiatric Hospital of the State University of Iowa. Doctors had examined Gacy over a period of 70 days before concluding he had an antisocial personality disorder. Um and was unlikely to benefit from any therapy or medical treatment that his behavior pattern was likely to begin to bring him into repeated conflict with society. And then he was, he was mentally competent to stand trial. Mm. So yeah, uh, fucking I don't know if that was exactly how, anyway, he's a fucking terror. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He was granted parole. Okay. This is all pre murder spree. Yeah. Holy shit. Isn't that one of those times where you're just kind of like, why? Why did this person ever get out? But you have to have hope that people can be. But if they said that he wouldn't get better. Mm. I mean, that's just the psychologist's recommendation. And back then, that meant nothing. Yeah. I mean, people just (laughs) like, cool, Mm -hmm. voodoo doctor, whatever. Yes. Okay. He had. Yeah. Okay. Voodoo doctor. Whatever. He volunteers at charity events. He's it a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Jesus. God. Okay. So Gacy. Blah, he basically like. Seems like he confessed. Anyway, we're gonna just get to what happened to him. That's yeah. a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, he was. <laughs> I'm sure you can find one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He was executed by lethal injection. His body was reportedly cremated, and the ashes were given to his family, but. Just like Dahmer, they kept his brain intact. Um, psychi- oh, 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 God, this was this is what was crazy. Ooh. Psychiatrist Helen Morrison, who acted as a witness for the defense during Gacy's trial, claimed Gacy was legally insane at the time of the murders. The jury rejected the insanity of defense, but Gacy's brain was removed before cremation and given to Morrison to study, mm. who reportedly kept it in a sealed bag in her basement. Ugh. That's like, that's, that's, that woman, she needs some help. Yeah. Someone get her a good psychiatrist. Yeah. I need to find out what happened to her after she died. Wow, that's insane. Right? Like, yeah. I don't want John Casey's brain anywhere in my life. No. No, no, no. I don't even want him to have ever existed. Oh my gosh. 33 boys. Like, that's crazy. Um, Okay. So, Ed Gein. Oh, Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Oh, Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Man. Dude. What do you know about him? Dude. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy motherfucker, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But he wasn't actually a serial killer, was he? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I guess he didn't kill people multiple times. He just killed a group of people at one time. Yeah. Yeah. So he was basically, like, when you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that was kind of his thing. Yeah. He was inspiration for. Yeah. So what do you want to tell me about him? I mean, that's basically all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So he was, he was, uh, it says that he, his legacy has inspired horror movies like Silence of the Lambs, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Psycho. Yes. Most famous for both his unhealthy relationship with his mother. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. And his propensity for exhuming graves and creating household items out of human body parts. Oh. Skin lampshades, nipple belts, skull bowls. The nipple belt. Yes. I do remember Edgeen's nipple belt. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. <clears throat> he was also guilty of the murders of at least two women, Mary Hogan and Bernice Worden, Wor- mm-hmm. and possibly his brother. He was found unfit to stand trial and sent to a mental health facility. Like, honestly, that. Yeah. You're making nipple belts, bro. Yeah. I feel like you're probably not all there. Yeah. Like, not at all. Um, So I read this is from a blog from the website Mm huntakiller.com. Is that that game? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? I I don't know. Anyway, he died in July of 1984 at the Mendota Mental Health Institute at the age of 77 from secondary lung cancer. Okay. (laughs) He was buried at the Plainfield Cemetery with his other deceased family members. Over time, people chipped away pieces of the gravestone for souvenirs, and the full stone was stolen in 2000. Hmm. Found near Seattle, it now resides in storage at the Walshara County Sheriff's Office. His grave remains unmarked, but is between his parents' and brothers' grave sites. It's certainly strange that these people who have grown to almost mythic proportions that become our physical symbols of evil leave behind a body just like any regular human being. Oh, and that's why I like this yes. whole thing. It says, and that's the thing. These people are people. They had loved ones. Sometimes they had childhoods and jobs and relationships. <laughs> Whether their bodies are simply cremated or buried, marked modestly with graves that will be picked apart by a darker kind of tourist or studied by doctors who believe they might be able to find a link between violent behavior and brain chemistry, they remain in our imaginations like ghosts that will never leave. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> okay, so I take a little bit of a turn here. Okay. Um, I guess some people wouldn't call Osama bin Laden a serial killer. Yeah. Because he was more of the mastermind. Yeah. I don't know if he actually did any killings. Yeah. I feel like probably. I would almost classify him as like a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Charles Manson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But like on a huge scale. So when he was killed by Navy SEALs during a raid of his Pakistani compound in 2011. Pakistani. Pakistani. I don't know. Compound in 2011, 10 years after he masterminded the terrorist attacks of September 11th. He was quickly buried at sea. U.S. officials claim his body was appropriately handled in line with Islamic practice and tradition, which calls for the burial within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those pictures? It was like his head yeah. was covered. And so oh, then there God. was all these like theories that yeah. we is, didn't really get in. Is it really him? Yeah. yeah. And they were like, well, we weren't even like pictures weren't supposed to be taken of the yeah, thing. Like, like the whole. Yeah. Like he's gone. Yeah. The sharks ate his body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, like, so we talked about this person a little bit, Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I feel comfortable calling him a serial killer or a mur- Ugh, mass Still, murderer. I mean, yeah, same kind of thing, a cult leader. Yeah. Really, I mean, I he mean, basically turned Germany into a cult. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably the biggest. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. He's like the biggest cult leader of all time. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so he <laughs> committed suicide in a Berlin bunker in 1945. Apparently, a cremation was attempted, but was only partially successful. Okay. He's like too evil to burn. Right. Like, like Satan's hell like, I don't even like, want him. I don't even want him. Hell is not even enough for him. Yeah. Um, he was only, it was only partially successful, and the remains were recovered by the Soviets. Um. So you've heard the theory about how like Hitler didn't really die. Yeah. Okay. A, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this. I didn't even realize it was a thing until like a couple of years ago or I don't know how long ago, but like that whole theory apparently comes from the discover because the discovery was held in secrecy. Um, it allowed Stalin to perpetuate a Cold War myth that Hitler survived and was hidden in the West. Hmm, okay. So because of that, the following decades... Just like hanging out in Miami or what? Well, that doing? was a big thing. People thought like Cuba 
okay. like you know what i mean like that's I mean, kind of that where sense. Yeah, yeah people like literally thought hitler was gonna grow to be an old man and just live out his days <laughs> somewhere like in yeah, the on tropics beach, on yeah, beach exactly. somewhere. okay a picture adolf hitler in <laughs> swim trunks Ew. with a pina colada in his hand i'd be fucking pissed <laughs> like, like no way he that is some i would just hope that someone would be like no i'm pretty sure that's hitler wait i know you like I'm let's kill here. this motherfucker yeah yeah um ew so <laughs> asshole i mean that is such an understanding. hawaiian shirt pina colada hitler totally never. different hitler never yeah. No, still the same Hitler. Yes. <laughs> still the same bad guy. I mean, yes, but... <laughs> it's not like he went and found himself. No. And, like, felt like, bad. No. He didn't find his chill, bro. See, that's what I want to think about is, like, that sort of mental disorder. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. One of my, Jenny's first boyfriends, her grandmother taught Hitler's family how to ride horses. Whoa. Yeah. It's so weird. To think like he was a kid that was riding learning horses. horseback riding, like what went wrong? Yeah. Whatever. He ha- probably fell from the horse and hit his head. True. There's there's like a common thread between um head injuries, including John Wayne Gacy, who was hit in the head with a swing. There are a lot of like early in I life. fell off of a fucking shopping cart in fucking I don't know, Piggly Wiggly or some shit <laughs> from the very top and like yeah. Hit my head so hard and was bleeding concrete floor. Yeah. Went and had a concussion and was vomiting. And so, but I'm not a murderer. Yeah. I know. It's like the whole um, McDonald's triad of torturing animals, bedwetting, oh. and then, but throwing McDonald's triad and then also getting hit in the head. You're definitely going to be a... You're a serial yeah, killer. That's yeah. like the recipe. Like that is your whole prosecution. <laughs> like they're like, no, 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 we don't know. We have zero DNA evidence, but like, look at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, here's my proof. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, because of that, the following decades were filled with uncertainty and incorrect information. With the demise of the Soviet Union, uh, researchers were able to establish what they believe is the truth about what happened to Hitler's remains. So, in 2000, his jaw and skull were discovered in secret archives in Moscow and put on display in Russia's Federal Archive Service. The rest of his body appears to have been buried under Soviet Army parade ground in the former East German city of Magdeburg. Magdeburg? Magdeburg. Magdeburg. I can't do German. In 1970, his remains were exhumed and incarcerated. Incarcerated? I don't know. Exhumed? Nope, that was not the right word. No, it was like... <laughs> incinerated. Incinerated. Okay, I was trying to think of something. I like how I looked at you. I was like, I think I typed the wrong word. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word that might mean burial. Like, yeah. exhumed and then, you know, put no. somewhere else. Okay, so that rem- makes much more sense. <laughs> Especially when I read the next sentence. Okay. So his remains were exhumed and incinerated. Okay. It is believed his ashes were flushed into the city's sewage system. Oh, well, there that's you go. That's savage. Yeah. Like, get that motherfucker. That's, like... <laughs> Yeah, but then, like, don't you drink that water? I don't know. You don't drink sewage? I mean... No, you, but, like, you, treatment yeah, plant. Yeah, got like, you. Yeah. yeah. Do they treat for fucking human ashes? <laughs> Doubt it. Oy. Oy. Uh, who knows? Maybe. So, okay, this is the person I was talking about, like, their parents, and how, like, I felt bad mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. Mm. Columbine. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like... I had read several yeah. interviews, not several, probably just one. I think it was probably Diane Sawyer with Dylan Klebold's parents. And they were saying like every years later. Yeah. But they were saying that like everyone just blames them. Like, how did you not know? And they were like, we yeah. just thought he was going through a phase. Like, we just thought yeah. he was an angsty teen. Like, yeah. How do he you- was being picked on, but like, I didn't realize it was being bullied to the extent he was. And so then people are like, oh, you're an absent-minded parent. You know. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of stuff, even with people who have done more, th- I mean, not more, but shooters and then have gone on to be serial killers or whatever. And they talk about what they were like as teenagers. And the like, I listened to this documentary i can't remember where i heard it but it was a woman talking about 
like behaviors to look out for in your team that might be linked to them you know, this stuff happening yeah. and i thought that was me right as a teenager yeah. i did all of those things yeah yeah, like that it. she's talking about in my teen years. Just and angsty and... Yeah, just angsty yeah. as fuck. Yeah. And so how do you tell Withdrawn. the ones... Yeah. How do yeah. you tell tell a angsty teen from the one that's going to do something like that? I mean, you can't... I don't know. Maybe that comes into the whole part about like... And I know that there is a very firm opinions on both sides of this, but I think it's changed with technology and stuff, but... This idea of like my mom used to read my diary mm-hmm. like she would just sneak into my room and read my diary mm-hmm. and of course when I'm a kid I'd be like how fucking dare you mm-hmm. but now I'm like yes yeah do that like you don't like sorry when you are a kid you don't get certain privacy yeah like my sister has goes through her son's phone to make sure there's not something bad going on and like yeah it's not like a nosy parent you know, she's not going to punish him for anything. Yeah. But you have to be aware of what's going on in your kid's life. I think I, think. I would probably sneak read my kid's diary. And unless anything was particularly troubling, I would try to just let them. Oh, my mom never to- let yeah. me know she was reading yeah. it. You know what I mean? Let yeah. them have the illusion of their privacy and not. Well, because then they're going to find another way. To- yeah. yeah. If it's just like I'm kissing this boy or I'm doing this or whatever. Or just even if they said something about maybe drinking or. That didn't seem super problematic. I would yeah. probably just just keep leave a it closer as eye is. on them. Yeah, but just know to keep a closer eye on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay, so the Columbine killers, which was mm-hmm. like the first big school shooting. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Was that nine? Was that nineteen? No, was that two thousand? It was two thousand one. The twenty year anniversary no. is this year. Two nineteen ninety nine. It was 19, April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know it was April twentieth. Yeah. It's Hitler's birthday. Oh, okay. And it was 420. 420, wow. Yeah. yeah. So Columbine killers uh, killed 12 classmates and injured 26 others in the school's library Jeez. before killing themselves. Um, Dylan Klebold was cremated and he was given a traditional funeral. The reverend presiding over the funeral reported that Klebold was um, unable to be placed in a public cemetery because all the municipalities feared. Mm-hmm. His final resting place would be desecrated. The pastor was escorted to the funeral by policemen and other attendees had to take secret routes to avoid being followed by the media. And as for Eric Harris, his family has never revealed where his final resting place is located. Yeah, so. I mean, I can understand that. Um, the, the, the last one that I have is someone that, like, I can't even think about him because he just sends me, like, in, like I go into hysterics when I think about it. But it was Adam Lanza, um, member, Sandy no. Hook. Uh, Sandy Hook. Yeah, yeah, I don't even like saying his fucking name. Yeah. Um, but he shot and killed his mother and then 20 first graders and six Jeez. school employees at Sandy Hook Elementary School on December 14th, 2012 in Newton, Newtown, Connecticut. Um, he committed suicide as police arrived. Um, yeah, like that is just such a gross crime. But yeah. um, his father claimed his son's body and their private arrangements according to family spokesmen who did not elaborate on what those arrangements were but i remember thinking like that i remember watching that coverage and i know grief is so weird mm-hmm. and i think that the only reason i even included him is to kind of like highlight how weird grief is mm-hmm. because to me at that time i had such a visceral reaction mm-hmm. to what had happened i mean i know we all remember seeing president obama cry yeah on tv um but he that dad that was still his son yeah do you know but i think this is a perfect example of read your kid's shit yeah because he had a whole fucking manifesto like just fucking go through his shit he had fucking guns yeah he had a shit ton of guns in his house he wasn't just a weird kid. Yeah. A little spectrumy. Yeah. No, he had like a little legit, angsty. Yeah. yeah no, like go yeah. through your kid shit. Yeah. Like you better fucking believe. And I damn sure would be living in a house with him. No. Mm-mm. But Military school or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. Just. T- mm. It does make you wonder like how do you turn that around once once that ride is going? Is there any way to do it? Right. I, I mean. mean I don't know. It's almost like force them into making some sort of smaller crime so you can get them in jail, get them in the system so they right. don't slaughter teenagers. I mean, like what? I mean, teenagers, not teenagers. It, toddlers. Oh, to- babies. Yeah. First graders. Yeah. Like, 
I can't even go like, there in my mind. Yeah, I was about to say a name and I'm not even going to do it. So just go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't do it. And my daughter's going into pre-K next yeah. year. So I'm a fucking nervous wreck. Yeah. Because I always think about that. Me and Jen were talking about that the other day. And I was like, we got to stop. Yeah. Like, because I'm going to be fucking homeschooling her forever and she'll have no friends. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so because we had talked about the brains being kept, I did just want to kind of. Yeah. Uh, there was this cool NPR article I found. Um, called a neuroscientist uncovers a dark secret and it talks about like criminal brains and everything um this guy james fallon he said he has a back like he's got a background that obviously set him on this path and he said he scanned these brains and he was showing them off for on this npr interview Mm -hmm. and he said here's a brain that that's not normal There are patches of yellow and red. Then he points to another section of the brain in the front part of the brain just behind the eyes. Look at that. There's almost nothing there, Fallon says. This is the orbital cortex, the area that Fallon and other scientists believe is involved with ethical behavior, moral decision-making, and impulse Mm. control. People with low activity in the orbital cortex are either free-wheeling types or sociopaths, he says. Um, he's clearly oversimplifying, but Fallon says the orbital co- cortex put a break on another part of the brain called the amygdala. Did yeah, I say that right? Amygdala. Amygdala, which is involved with aggression and appetites. But in some people, there's an imbalance. The orbital cortex isn't doing its job, perhaps because the person had a brain injury or was born that way. What's left? What takes over, he asks. The area of the brain that drives your ID type behaviors, which is rage, violence, eating, sex, and drinking. Mm. Fallon says nobody in his family has real problems with those behaviors, but he wanted to be sure. Um, so he scanned his relatives' brains or whatever. But yeah, it just talks about, and we'll include the article, but it just talks about how that is, this is why psychopaths' brains need to be studied. Yeah. Because he said he feels some compassion for these people who, he says, got a bad roll of the dice. Yeah. Um, it's an unlucky day when all of these three things come together. Uh, in a bad way and I think one has to empathize with what happened to them he says so yeah. do we who fuck like, I don't know like, yeah still, they still do horrible fucking things yeah but yeah I mean it is weird this idea it, it intrigues me this idea that these people are people with loved ones or yeah with ones that love them that and are, a body you have to deal with after they're dead yeah. just like everybody just else like everyone else there's still a body there and like the funeral homes that are like no fuck that i'm not taking that person yeah like do, is the funeral home that does take the person are they doing a service yeah to society kind of yeah you know what i mean that somebody's got to do it yeah you know are they like being the big man by coming up and saying you know what fuck it i'll do it yeah so, like, it's not like we can send hate mail to these funeral homes. Yeah. That, like, keep the funeral home private. Keep yeah, them out of it. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, they're just doing their job. Yeah. They're just doing what they're supposed to be doing. But it's also interesting because... But I can understand not wanting to take it also. Of course I can. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know that I would. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Um, it's some na- bad energy. But then, yeah, it's this idea of, like, we always focus on the these the crimes but then we don't think about what happens when they do die which like i'm honestly okay with because fuck yeah. them right like be gone but it did kind of intrigue me i was like wait a second like i've never thought about yeah what and you know charles manson yeah that could be a whole other podcast wow it really could be fucking GoFundMe page for <laughs> his funeral and the crazy people that have followed his yeah shit but yeah so serial killers die mm-hmm even the clowns and the cannibals, they oh, die. Oh, God. <laughs> and they have to be gone somewhere. Yeah. And the farther away they are, the better. Yeah. But, like, don't shoot them in space, because when I'm in space, I don't want to be floating around <laughs> and be like, oh, my God, there's Joe Casey. You know, like, <laughs> there is infinite space, so. <laughs> no, my fucking luck. I'd be stuck next to Pogo the Clown, okay? <laughs> old patches would just pop out and i'd be like no 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 no! am i in hell i'm in hell <laughs> my rocket is next to patches rocket it's just like i'd be the one who showers in hitler's ashes like <laughs> i'd be like god damn it motherfucker macrames just intermingled with hitler forever yeah exactly well there you go if you're sprinkled in the sea 
dude yeah you're gonna be with a bunch of serial killers i'm cool but at the end of the day we're all just part of the earth with all of the other killers of all the the other of the day at the ultimate of the day we're all gonna be hit by a big rock or our earth is gonna burn up in a fiery (laughs) death because our ozone is depleted yeah so none of it will matter and the ocean won't even be here yeah this is i'm really glad we're ending on a happy note (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna be the ultimate sun death of the universe Remember when we used to be worried about the sun burning out? Yeah. No. 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 No worries. That motherfucker's still going strong. (laughs) Just giving people melanoma. Yeah, we're just like spreading apart the ozone. (laughs) We're like, we don't need this protection. Just open this curtain a little little more sun. We heard that this rock was going to burn out. And like, how am I supposed to get a tan? Yeah. So like, can we get rid of that? Give me some more aerosol So really, we're just serial killing ourselves. Mm, every time we drink out of a plastic bottle that's full circle yeah there you go yeah so how would you wrap up this episode (laughs) i'm I'm interested in what you pull here wow um (laughs) (laughs) yeah how, how do we make this work um Don't kill anybody because either way, it It all ends in a funeral. (laughs) Bye, guys. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.